Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we are performing a fundamental stock analysis of Texas Instruments Incorporated, ticker symbol TXN. We're looking at Texas Instruments today because it's a subscriber request. Texas Instruments of Calculator Fame is currently paying out a 2.9% dividend yield. Right now, their stock is trading for $161.36 per share. And over their last year, their stock price is down about 14%. Going back five years, a completely different story here for Texas Instruments. They've compounded their stock price at a rate of 10.5% annually. Over 10 years, they're doing even better. They've compounded at a rate of 18.5% annually. And going back prior to the global financial crisis, Texas Instruments has compounded at a rate of about 11.5% annually. Again, keep in mind that this is not including dividends, which would be adding to this return. So if you had been a shareholder in this business throughout this period, you would be doing quite nicely here. So Texas Instruments is currently trading snugly between their 52-week high and their 52-week low. They're a little bit closer to their low. 2% of their shares outstanding are currently sold short, and Texas Instruments is a very large business. They have a $146 billion market cap. For additional background about the company, Dallas-based Texas Instruments generates over 95% of its revenue from semiconductors and the remainder from its well-known calculators. Texas Instruments is the world's largest maker of analog chips, which are used to process real-world signals such as sound and power. Texas Instruments also has a leading market share position in processors and microcontrollers used in a wide variety of electronics applications. It markets and sells its semiconductor products through direct sales and distributors, as well as through its website. Texas Instruments Incorporated was founded in 1930 and, as mentioned, is headquartered in Dallas, Texas. So for our fundamental analysis today, we are performing the Select 6 analysis, taking a checklist-style approach of six standard financial metrics to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of Texas Instruments based off of their business fundamentals. This analysis is still an evolving process. It will continue to improve and get better over time, and it really serves as an opportunity to learn in public. So with that said, let's get right into today's analysis. Starting things off with metric number one, we want their average return on capital over the last five years to be above 14%. So over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is likely to return approximately what its underlying business returns. And these business returns are going to be captured here by return on capital. And the average publicly listed business earns about a 7% return on capital. So by asking for 14% or higher, we can potentially build in some margin of safety for ourselves based off the quality of the business being about twice as good as average. Texas Instruments is blowing both of these marks out of the water. The lowest their returns on capital got to were 36%, which is five times better than that of an average business. On average, Texas Instruments is earning 41% returns on capital over the last five years. And over their last 12 months, they've done the best that they have out of this entire time period. They're earning 48% returns on capital. This is a massive check to start off on metric number one. Texas Instruments average return on capital is about six times better than that of an average business. Next up for metric number two, here we're taking a high level overview of the cash coming into the business. We want their revenues, earnings, and free cash flows to have grown over the last five years. And this metric is all or nothing in nature, meaning that all three of these are going to be up for a check, or if even one of them is down, this entire metric will be an X. So over this time, Texas Instruments has grown their revenues. They've also managed to more than double their earnings, and their free cash flows are up as well. So Texas Instruments has seen pretty consistent growth here all across the board. 
All three of these are up for our second check on metric number two. For metric number three, here we're taking the perspective of an individual shareholder in the business by looking at Texas Instruments on a per share basis. Specifically, we're looking for earnings per share growth over the last five years. So we learned that in the previous metric, their earnings are up more than double over this time, and their earnings per share are up at a rate that's even faster than that. That has to do with Texas Instruments buying back approximately 8% of their shares outstanding over the last five years. This is great as a long-term shareholder in the business because when you purchase a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in that company. And when a business buys back shares, they're increasing your ownership percentage of the company, which is going to increase the percentage of the company's profits that you're entitled to. As a long-term shareholder in a company, you love it when a business is buying back their shares when they're trading for below their intrinsic value. This is strong earnings per share growth over the last five years here. And this is yet another check on metric number three. We are perfect three for three to start things off. Metric number four is going to be very similar. Here we're looking for free cash flow per share growth over the last five years. A very similar story to their earnings. They've increased their free cash flows over this time and with their share buybacks. It's no surprise that their free cash flows per share are up as well. This is a check on metric number four and we are still perfect. Another thing to be aware of here is that over extended periods of time, meaning 10 plus years or more worth of data, we ideally want a company's earnings and cash flows to be roughly the same. We're pretty much seeing that here for Texas Instruments. And so that's potentially a helpful sign to see that the company perhaps is not engaging in aggressive accounting or in some really extreme cases, seeing huge discrepancies between these two numbers can be outright indicative of fraud. So it's good that these have roughly been the same over the last five years or so. Again, we are perfect to start off through four metrics so far. Next up for metric number five, we want their net debt, which is long and short-term liabilities minus cash and short-term investments to be below the amount of free cash flow that Texas Instruments has produced over the last five years. So this is helping us evaluate how the company utilizes leverage. Texas Instruments currently has negative net debt, meaning that after paying off all of their liabilities, they're left over with cash. They had $1.5 billion in cash left over at the end of last year, and currently they would have $1.1 billion in cash left over. Additionally, they produced $28 billion of free cash flow over this time. So not only do they have a very strong cash positive position on their balance sheet, they are very highly cash flow generative as well. And so Texas Instruments is in a very, very strong financial position based off of this metric. This is another very important check on metric number five, and we are still perfect through our first five metrics. For our sixth and final metric, the big metric of them all, we want their average free cash flow to their total enterprise value to give us a yield above 5%. If this is the case, this will give us a slight risk premium to the rate of the 10-year treasury and give us another potential reason to be interested in the business. We're using their total enterprise value here because it'll give us a more accurate picture of the economic reality of the business than their market cap will loan by taking into account both their market cap and their net debt position. So this will be more similar to as if Texas Instruments were a private business. Currently, Texas Instruments has a $145 billion total enterprise value, and we learned that over the last five years, they produced $28 billion in free cash flow, which means that in an average year, Texas Instruments is producing about $5,660,000,000 of free cash flow. So when we divide their average free cash flow of nearly $5.7 billion by their $145 billion total enterprise value, that gives us an average free cash flow to enterprise value yield of approximately 3.9%. So that's just a little bit under where the rate of the 10-year treasury is at right now. And unfortunately, it doesn't offer us that risk premium that 5% was looking for. So on a historical basis of their average free cash flows, this is going to be an X on metric number six here. 
Worth being aware of as well is that over the last 12 months, Texas Instruments has produced $5.9 billion in free cash flow. So to get a current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for the company, when we divide their $5.9 billion of their last 12 months of free cash flows by their $145 billion total enterprise value, that gives us a current free cash flow to enterprise value yield of just about 4% as well meaning that the business is approximately performing in line with where they've been at historically. So while this will be our only X on metric number six here, it's still just slightly off from what we were looking for. Then here we're taking a look at Texas Instruments dividend profile. As mentioned, Texas Instruments is paying out a 2.9% dividend yield. However, it's important not to blindly chase dividend yield as people make mistakes all the time by doing so. Instead, you want to stop and look at the fundamentals of a business like we're doing here to determine if their dividend is supported by their earnings or their cash flows, depending on the type of business. For Texas Instruments, we want their dividends to be supported by their cash flows. And in all five years and over the last 12 months, it looks like this is the case. Texas Instruments has been able to solidly support their dividend payouts, and they've pretty aggressively increased their dividend over this time. So they've more than doubled their dividend payouts per share over the last five years alone. And so that's actually outpacing their cash flow growth. So while it seems unlikely that their dividends would keep growing at a rate that's faster than their cash flows, it does look like the company is strongly cash flow generative and would potentially have room to keep growing their dividends over time. Then finally, here we're using a discounted cash flow model to come to a potential fair value for Texas Instruments. So starting with their current free cash flows per share and then projecting those out over the next 20 years based off of Texas Instruments' historical abilities to grow their free cash flows, using these historical growth assumptions, which you need to do your own homework on to confirm whether or not they're going to be applicable for Texas Instruments going forward. So projecting a growth stage out over the next 10 years with a growth rate of 10%, which is how Texas Instruments has been able to grow their free cash flows over the past 32 years. And then assuming a terminal stage for the 10 years out after that, so projecting 20 years out into the future, using a terminal growth stage where their growth rate falls in half to only 5%. Then if we add in today's tangible book value, then it looks like if you wanted a 10% rate of return going forward over the next 20 years for Texas Instruments, that a potential fair value for the business would be around $124.50 per share, nearly $35 below what Texas Instruments is priced at currently. So keep in mind, again, these are based off of these historical growth assumptions, which you need to do your own homework on to determine whether they're applicable. Also, this 10% rate of return would be including their dividends, so that would be including their approximately 2.9% dividend yield currently. Additionally, this is just used to give us an estimated baseline projection into the future. Based off of a number of different factors, their historical growth assumptions are not necessarily likely to hold. You're ultimately just going to need to do your own homework and learn more about the business to determine what's appropriate here going forward for Texas Instruments. Using these same historical growth assumptions, it looks like from today's prices, you could reasonably expect about a 7% rate of return going forward from Texas Instruments, which again includes their dividends. So that looks like their stock price would be appreciating by about 4% annually from here. So keep in mind that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It is not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed and registered financial and legal professionals. So in summary, Texas Instruments checks the box on five out of six metrics. They were very close to being perfect on our select six analysis as they earn very high average returns on capital above 40%. Their revenues, earnings, and free cash flows have experienced strong growth over the last five years. They've also managed to buy back 8% of their shares outstanding, meaning that they had strong per share metric growth as well. So that coupled with their high returns on capital are really potentially signs of being a wonderful business. 
Then the company has $1.1 billion in cash left over after paying off all of their liabilities, and they're very strongly cash flow generative. So they seemingly have a very strong position on their balance sheet. The only thing that was off for us today is that both on an average and a current basis, comparing their cash flows to their enterprise value, it looks like the company would only yield a little bit under where the 10-year treasury is at right now and potentially would not be offering us the risk premium that we desire although it was not that far off. Then looking at their dividend profile, Texas Instruments has grown their dividends per share at a rate that's pretty quick. Texas Instruments has more than doubled their dividend payouts over the last five years alone. Over this time, this has grown at a rate that's faster than how they've grown their cash flows. So while it's seemingly unlikely that their dividend would keep increasing at that rate going forward, based off their abilities to produce free cash flows, it does look like they could incrementally grow their dividend for a good while into the future as long as it's supported by those cash flows. Then finally, performing a discounted cash flow analysis of Texas Instruments using their historical growth assumptions since 1990 to potentially project the business out and give us an estimate for where they could be at 20 years into the future, which are assumptions that you need to do your own homework on to both validate and to determine if they're applicable, that from today's prices, you could reasonably expect about a 7% rate of return going forward from Texas Instruments, and that if you're potentially seeking a 10% rate of return from Texas Instruments, you'd have to wait for their stock price to get down to about $125 per share, which it seems like they were at back in June of 2020. So if you both believe that those historical assumptions are accurate and you desire that 10% rate of return going forward, you would just have to be patient here. It's worth reiterating that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed and registered financial and legal professionals. This analysis instead serves as a beginning and holistic understanding to help you determine if it's worth your time and energy to dig in and learn more about Texas Instruments going forward. If you're interested in learning more about the company, I would recommend starting with their filings. You can read through their 10Ks to get a history of the business and their operating results. Management will also lay out some of the potential risks that the company faces, and you'll get a better sense of both the environment that the company operates in and how management is approaching strategic decision-making and capital allocation going forward. When you're finished reading through their 10Ks, I'd also recommend reading through their 10Qs and their proxy statements. That will help you get a better understanding of how management is incentivized and how they are potentially aligned or misaligned with shareholders. And when you're finished with all of those, I'd also recommend reading through some of their recent quarterly earnings call transcripts. That'll help you get a more up-to-date quarter-by-quarter perspective of the business that can be more nuanced going forward. And you're potentially likely to earn some pretty interesting things about the business through some of the analyst Q&A questions. As a value investor, you're ultimately trying to conduct your research as if you're going to own 100% of a business, and you can understand the underlying essence of that company and know all of its ins and outs and what's important and what's not important for the company. Through this deeper research, you'll ultimately come to your own understanding of both the qualitative and quantitative aspects of Texas Instruments and can determine for yourself what you believe an appropriate intrinsic value for the business would be. So with that said... That's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of Texas Instruments Incorporated, ticker symbol TXN. As mentioned, Texas Instruments was a subscriber request, so I'm happy to make an analysis of it. So if you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about Texas Instruments with me, and have a great day.